My name is Gianni Russo, a.k.a. Carlo, the infamous son-in-law from The Godfather. I'm now known as the Hollywood Godfather, and this is my story. Before all of the wins in my portfolio, I was a little boy diagnosed with polio, experimenting with cures. I tried every one, felt everything in my right, but my left was numb. Walking with a limp, like will I ever run? Once again, or is this it? Am I forever done? Living in the hospital was never fun. Some people were cool, but not everyone. You never know who you're lying in a room with. So I broke a broomstick in half and let it groove with the concrete in the bathroom floor. It had a new tip, stashed it behind the toilet in case I ever had to use it. Cause one day Dolores had a chat with me. Said she got word someone was coming after me. My heart started beating rapidly. I looked in front of me and back of me. Who thinks they're whacking me? Speak softly loud and hold me warm against your heart. I hear your words, the tender trembling moments. Welcome, everybody. We're back with the Hollywood Godfather. And today's show, to me, is probably the most important in my life right now. And that's with all the things I've done in my life. For me to be able to say that going on 80 years of age, that's how excited I am of the two gentlemen that are joining us. I've been spending months with them in the studio. And you're not about, you won't believe what I'm about to say, the fact that they're making me a rapper at 80. (laughs) (laughs) Late than never, buddy. Yeah, hello. So, uh, Pat, my co-host is here and co-writer, fortunately. Hi, everybody. Our, uh, the beauty of the show, who's the brains of the show, Megan Haran. Yes. Oh, right. <laughs> I had to get everybody's name right tonight. Yeah, right. <laughs> how about the other two? Let's see. Let's see and how then this. Then we got Joel Arsenic, the heat maker. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna let there them. I'm gonna, I'm gonna let them talk about who they are because I tell you, I. I'd, I'd screw that up for sure. But I'm, <laughs> I know one thing. They're multi-platinum guys. You'll know it once you hear the album, which is going to drop a week from this Wednesday, February 25th, in all mediums, whatever they call it. I, I don't know their language yet. But I learned drop. It's dropping at midnight. Really? That's right. That's right. On all platforms. All yeah. right, please. Can you uh, elaborate on who you are to our audience? I'm I'm Joel Ortiz, uh, hip hop artist. Um, I've been doing music since uh, I was a teenager. I'm still active now. I've worked with uh, uh, artists of the names of Eminem, Dr. Dre, and um, they were all on the halftime last night. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I watched some buddies perform last night. No, I, I felt they were doing a commercial for us. What'd you call them? <laughs> <laughs> No, it was fantastic. Yeah, man. So I've been at this music thing for quite some time, man. Um, and uh, being a part of this project is just astronomical to me, man. Gianni, your story is great. You're an even better human than uh, an author. You know, you're a great guy. And I had so much fun in the studio with you. And to my so, left. I'm uh, I'm Arsonist <laughs> from the Heat Makers uh, production. Uh, I've done work with um, from Lil Wayne to Beyonce to Rick Ross to Fat Joe to... The list just goes on and on. But um, again, to echo Joel, this project to me is probably the, one of the most interesting projects I've worked on in the last, probably in the last 10 years. I was going to say that, yeah. Probably about the last 10 years because, again, like I told Gianni before, man, a lot of rappers rap about a lifestyle that's similar to his, but they're making things up. You know, like this is full authenticity, man. And, and I, I appreciate him sharing his story with us and giving us a chance to actually make this project. The meshing of these two worlds is so fantastic, man. It's a, it's amazing, man. It's amazing. How, how, how did you two guys get together? Three guys get together? Uh, through, a, through a mutual friend. Well, actually, somebody by the name of, you know, and um, Gianni could correct me if I'm wrong, but a guy by the name of Julio, he knew Gianni previously. He brought him through to a friend of ours named Bobby, who's a, uh, he owns Azad Watches. And my studio, our studio is right upstairs from, from uh from Azad watches he brought Gianni up we tossed we actually we met and just tossed around a couple ideas that had nothing to do with this 
and somehow it just it turned into this. I can't even really describe to you how it happened, but it just turned into our first meeting to him telling us a story to now us putting together his story as an album. Yep. I tell you, you really walked into it. I mean, this is the first time in publishing history that uh, a book has been translated into hip hop, into rap. It's the first time. You guys the, broke ground. Yeah, and that's, yeah. that's what's almost scary to me. It's like we broke ground and now it's almost like now what? Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it's so new. <laughs> well, what do no, you do after this? <laughs> yeah, there's, there's no territory. Like this, like you said, this is this is fresh ground right here. Like nobody stepped on this ground yet. Like, what do you do? Yeah. And that's kind of, you know, that's where I think that's going to separate us from other people. When we figure out exactly how to master this market, because we're learning on the job. Like, you know, all of us are learning on the job at this point because we did what we know how to do. Now is the, this is the heavy lifting part right now. It's yeah. trying to get people to understand what we already understand. Well, the story what? is going to loop them right in anyway off the rip. The minute they hear what's going on, you know, they, they're not going to give a crap about what category it is. They're going to be like, what I just heard is something I've never heard before in my life. And whatever I got to support, I will. And that's I know it's going to take shape the right way. So once that. the publishing industry gets a hold of this and says, wow, I want a part of this. Right. It's always nice to be the first kid on the block, you know. Yeah, right. and, and we'll let you, we'll let Gianni handle those meetings. <laughs> they, they 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 heard some of about some of my meetings. Yeah, I'll I'll give you a minute of my time. I locked the office door. They never got out. <laughs> so how did you guys? you know, do this research and prepare to write these tracks and what went into that whole process? It, it was the mixture of both, um, you know, reading the book, listening to the Audible, um, and also just conversations with Gianni in the studio when he'd come by. Um, we just, we kind of just vibe out. We talk about, you know, his life, some, some of the stories, you know, what, what he'd like to highlight, maybe, maybe what's, we could hold off for the next round of things but like it was just it happened organically you know and we all kind of agree like see that what you just said there this has to be told and then we just vibe out from there arsonist will begin milling over some music in his head um the conversations will continue and then we you know that would usually happen on a monday and by the time gianni came back on thursday we'd have something for him to play and then, um, you know, we build on it from there. So it was conversations mixed with a little bit of research. But I always like the conversations more than the research because hearing it from the person himself, it just stuck to me more. It just stuck to my spirit more. And my creativity juices just started flowing easier that way. Well, that happened three years ago with Pat. I never met Pat in person. Wow. We and wrote the book over the phone. We wow. wrote the book over the phone. But every yeah. time I told him a story, he got he wrote like another two chapters. <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous. I was just like, and, and we had agreed early on too. We were like, you know what? Because Gianni told us like twelve is his number. It's been his number since he was a little kid. So he's like, we're gonna do, we're gonna do twelve. But every time he talked, I'm like, wait, this kid needs to be fifty. Well, twelve chapters, twelve songs worked out. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, it's, you know what impressed me, you know, as, as an outsider looking in, I mean, I, I'm not much uh, into rap. I am now. But uh, the music is so haunting. Wow. I mean, the music alone tells the story. It sets you up for, for the vocals. Don't you yeah. think? I think that was the well, that was the goal for me. I didn't want to make it feel like traditional hip hop or any type of traditional music. I, I wanted it to be more about a, a feeling than anything else, because. Again, his story is so crazy that I didn't want the music to take away from his story at all. You're his story, uh, I appreciate it, man. I appreciate yeah, it. That it, was that was one great. of my main things. Yeah. And I, I want our audience to know that we, we have spent three months on this. This wasn't like a overnight thing. We're in it now yeah. three months, over three months right now. Yeah. And now yeah. we're meeting. Now we're strategizing once a week, just discussing who... Where should, we, where should we go? Who's the best yeah. home for this? Is it Amazon? Is it Apple? Is it where? Because we yeah. need a big company because in the auto-visual or what do they call it now? What do they call that? You guys, do you look through those glasses? Virtual. 
virtual. Yeah, virtual, yeah, virtual reality, yeah. Yeah, virtual reality. That's a whole other world. And yeah. uh, we want it handled right. We want a commitment for big money. Not for us, for the production. The rest of the money will come. Right. Because it, it, it only will lend to what this audience is going to hear next week when we drop this. I mean, every track, and there's 12 tracks, as he said, and they were very sensitive to a lot of things I wanted. You know, I have clothes older than them. And the Sea Island cotton shirts, you know? <laughs> <laughs> the Sea Island cotton shirts, that's right. But, uh, you know, it's it, it's been such a collaboration for me at my age with all the people that I met. And we were trying to count just for our audience to understand how many names and important people are in this. I think we're up to 80-something names. A lot of them was any given Sunday film. because, But we mentioned like maybe 80 important people in this whole yes. collaboration. And we're talking about presidents. We're talking about popes. We're talking about dignitaries. Every celebrity in the world. I think the most sensitive track, and I think we'll all agree to it once everybody hears it, we do already, is the Marlon Brando, four years of his life. I mean... The, what they did to the last four years of this man's life, you want to cry. So, I mean, there's highs and lows in this, yeah. and uh, there's a journey don't that forget, I, we... Don't forget it's timeless, Gianni. Don't forget, this doesn't, have a, this, does, this doesn't have any time span on it. This could last forever because, again, it's your life, so, you know... It's part of history. Right. Yeah. It's like, it's it's like, like a story out of a history book. Yeah. It lasts forever. No, but yeah. I mean, it, uh, you know, that you know, it, you don't know the history behind Megan being with me. I met her in church two and a half years ago on a vacation. Yeah, and three she, years now. Right. Wow. And she was with her sister and brother and mother and father, and they were sitting in front of me, all holding hands, all praying together. I don't see it anymore. But again, that's something that, you know, in my life, I go to the hotel. They're staying in the hotel. And her oh, mother wow. her mother didn't know that I was sitting behind her, but she loved the movie The Godfather. Oh, wow. Who does? Wow. And then her wow. father said to me, my daughter just graduated Fordham, and all she wants to do is be in this business. So we talked at the pool. And Pat and I knew we needed a millennium. Is it a millennium? Millennial, yeah. Millennial, yeah. A millennial with us. We're two old guys. Yeah. And we brought her on, and she she got an audience first. They don't want to look at us. They want to look at her. Everybody needs a millennial. But that's how crazy this whole, my whole world has been. Most of you know it now, how crazy my life is, but. There's a, there's a reason for it. Like uh, Joel said, you got an angel on your shoulder. Then we figured out it ain't an angel. It's got to be bigger than that. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. No, but it's a testament to what we spoke about the other day when it was just like how you chose to live your life. You just, you got out of the way of yourself. Like if something presented it to itself to you, you embraced it, you seen what it was, and you saw it through. You didn't yeah. say, you didn't judge anything as it came, you just kind of identified it and said, all right, let me see what this will bring to my world. And that's how this project happened, and right. it couldn't have happened any better, man. No. Megan, you know, I, I, at hello. I've known, Gianni, <laughs> I, I, I've known Gianni for five years, and we started this book together, and then, you know, the rest is history. And we, we talk to each other uh, a lot. I mean, I'm in Western Pennsylvania by Pittsburgh, and he's in New York, obviously. Mm -hmm. But every time uh, he calls me and he leads off the conversation with, you're not going to believe this. <laughs> you know, and, and I says, you know, after like six months of that, I said, oh, yes, I am. Yeah. <laughs> so he's always coming up with these ideas. You know, yeah. not stop. I said, whatever drugs you're on, could you send me some? <laughs> no, I, I, I learned I learned so much from uh, Gianni, man. And, uh, yeah, I don't know if I, I don't know if I ever told him, but I'm just saying, like, even though you you know you hear the stories and you say to yourself, "All right, this is going to be something fantastic and wonderful to write about," you learn some things in there too. You get what I'm saying? So, like, I've learned little gems. I've you know just the fact that you know 
you know, he overcame being sick as a kid. And, you know, he wore that with him when, you know, when he got healthy and he's just like, you know what, from here on out, I'm going to make it count. Like, you know, I went, you know, I go home after these, you know, after creating music and I try to apply certain things to my life. You understand? Like, so although, although it was a musical project for me, it was also a learning experience. And I, and I would have, I would have paid for this. True. Now you tell me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and believe me, he, he will take a check, cash or money. Or <laughs> why no, don't we, just why don't we tease with one track before we continue? Please. All right. All right let's on. do it. Hold on. Let me set uh, it up first. Yeah, right, you so set it up. So this this would be this would be the first track that um this is the track that we actually did first to kind of I, I guess you would say get Gianni's attention and let him know what was on our mind musically. So this would be chapter one. This is his first kill at 12. My name is Gianni Russo, a.k.a. Carlo, the infamous son-in-law from The Godfather. I'm now known as the Hollywood Godfather, and this is my story. Before all of the wins in my portfolio, I was a little boy diagnosed with polio, experimenting with cures. I tried every one. Felt everything in my right, but my left was numb Walking with a limp, like will I ever run? Once again, or is this it? Am I forever done? Living in the hospital was never fun Some people were cool, but not everyone You never know who you're lying in a room with So I broke a broomstick in half and let it groove with The concrete in the bathroom floor It had a new tip, stashed it behind the toilet In case I ever had to use it Cause one day Dolores had a chat with me Said she got word someone was coming after me My heart started beating rapidly I looked in front of me and back of me Who thinks they're whacking me? Some weeks passed, no one's made a move Maybe I was the wrong dude, maybe she's confused I'm sitting on a bowl, flipping through the news The bathroom door closes, I see different shoes Shoes that don't belong to a patient Back and forth pacing I'm waiting in a store patient My numb arm propped up the guy the tip He tried to come inside and shit with all I got I drive the stick Through his chest and came out his back Directly through his heart, safe to say it's a wrap He came for me once and he ain't coming back My first kill at 12 and that was that Yeah, yeah No, I mean that's crazy Uh it just goes, I mean, it's magical, actually. And, and me, I mean, I hear it, and it, tears come to my eyes because it just, it, I relive so much of it every time we do these things. It's wow. very emotionally draining. So I think, it's, and what you said earlier, Joel, it means a lot to me because I, I want all the listeners to listen to these tracks and identify them and apply them in their lives. Because that's it's a lesson in life, and it is. you know, don't go through what I went through, and don't try doing what I did, because right. you'd be doing a lot of time now. There's too many cameras around. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> too much tech out there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it's 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 so ingratiating, and like like we had a meeting Thursday night, and we're baffled. Of where, who do we bring this to? We have, we have from the top to the bottom of the industry, and we mention we don't want to mention their names because you he already mentioned a few and and two or three are really our choice, and we don't want to let them know we're thinking about them yet. But and they ran the industry. I mean, that's what it's about. And somebody that would take a chance with it because that's the other thing. But yeah. um, and then then it's the the distribution, which I'm still very prone for Amazon. They have the budget. They have they have it all. We just sit back and collect coupons on that one. Yeah, what yeah. you guys tell us about about the plans for release and how do you think it's going to be um, you know received by the public? Well, he we we got some advice and let him know Arsene uh, how who we're releasing with how we're releasing it on the 25th well for, for now we're going to do it um pretty much basic we're going to put it out through a through a, a company called distro kid and all they do is pretty much they'll um they'll distribute the record for us we pretty much keep 
95% of, 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 you know, they'll take their 5% for distributing the record, but it's just a, this is, this is just the outlet to get the music to the people, you know, like uh distro kid. They're not, um, it's not like back in the days where you'd have a major label and you, you'd get the record promoted and you, they would give you a budget for videos. This is pretty much, we're going to give you the music. We're going to put the music on all the major platforms, the Spotify's, the Apple music's, the, uh, Google the yeah, Google play, you know, the titles. And so, Again, this is really us against the industry right now. It's now we don't have a bunch of back and we don't have a bunch of help. It's just four or five guys putting their head to get heads together to try to try to figure out the best way to push this product. And we're hoping yeah. we get somebody's attention while we're right. rattling the ch we're rattling a lot of people behind the scenes after the twenty fifth and letting them yeah. know about it and taking meetings with them and. Uh, Hopefully we get the reaction we think we will from the public itself. Right. And that's that's it, basically. Okay, can, I, can I say this? Everybody I've ever played one for wants to hear the next one and the next one and the next one. I've never played it for anybody that was satisfied with just hearing one. Haven't done it yet. Same. So I know that, we, I know that we're on to something. Yeah, it certainly you know helps I mean? it. Certainly helps that it's a true story. People want to right. know. Right, exactly, exactly. Yeah. I think that's the, when people find that out, they're like, Oh, yeah, play the next one. This really happened? Play the next one. <laughs> no, he didn't do this, did he? All right, play the next one. It just gets more and more exciting as it goes on. So I don't know, man. I think people are going to love it. I just I just want to, <clears throat> I want people to give it a fair listen. You know what's crazy? I played it I played it for my wife finally, right? Because my wife, she rips and runs. Like she has like a busy job and she's always consumed. And I finally got her attention like a couple of days ago. And I'm like, I want to play you this uh this uh hollywood godfather stuff and she was like all right i got a couple of minutes we're in the car so i played one and i see her she's just staring off and she's watching i'm like all right cool she's like that was good play the next one <laughs> played it like we i played up to like four and she stopped it and she was like you wrote that <laughs> i was like yeah i wrote that she was like play the next one i played number five and she, then she just then she just came she was just like I gotta meet him. This is all true. I said, yes, this is all true. She was like, no, seriously, when's the next time he's in the studio? I gotta meet him. I was like, you're married. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so yeah, funny. man. She was swallowed up. Like it's a, it's no. incredible, man. So like, yeah, although we're, you know, it's for now it's just distro kid. I, that they're just a they're just a uh an avenue, it's you know, vessel, for man. people, yeah. a vessel for people to listen. Yeah. Cause like, you know, once people listen to this, this is gonna take on a life of its own. I'm a hundred percent confident in that yes it's, it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy the book sells the music the music sells the book yeah yes yeah. yeah yeah and i'll be honest with you i like we were making the records one or two at a time but there was one day when i actually sat down and listened to the you know one two three four five all the way at this point all the way up to eight at that point and i i surprised myself listening to it i'm like this is because i, I never listened to it as a body of work until that day and when i listened to it i'm like this is even better than what I thought it was. And you guys will notice like when we when when you actually hear it, there's moments where Gianni comes in to to sort of authenticate it. But it yeah. feels so powerful. I, you know, I don't want to let the cat it just it feels so good like you know to, for him to be a part of the music too. You know, it's his voice is his, his presence needed to be felt and and you feel it, man. You feel these you feel these stories, these chapters. You know as a whole, 12 songs, the entire package has a beginning, a middle, and an end. The entire thing. This is not one song going to another one with a different subject. Right. It's, it's Gianni's journey. Right. Yes. And and that's what also makes it different. Yeah. Yeah. That, that yeah. Is, it's all one story, not 12 right. songs. Yeah. Right. 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 You're right. I didn't even really think of it that way. That is, it's like one, actually, it's one great song. Broken down into different parts. Like, it's, yeah. you know, it's like a seamless listen. Yeah, yeah. I agree with that. Okay, this is like asking, uh, who's your favorite kid? What's what, what's your favorite track? Me? Uh, yeah. I'll speak okay. for myself. I know me and Joel are probably going to have different ones. Um, the Pablo Escobar one is one of my favorites. <laughs> and, um, and, uh, it's a hard one because I love chapter one, and, but I, I'm, that might sound unfair because it was the first one we did. But if I okay, chapter one and Pablo Escobar's story are my two favorites as far as listening wise. How about you, Joel? 
Can I can I get two then too? Yeah, you're allowed. <laughs> you can get three. <laughs> you wrote them all. Hey, 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 no, you got your two. <laughs> I, I'll uh, I'll say um uh the mar- the last four years of Marlon Brando's life is very very touching. Um and you know you immediately with that track because of the violins and the music and then just the message and just the unfortunate events that took place in that man's life it immediately sucks you in and you you you're in there you know you're submerged in in that song so that's that's one of my favorites and then um uh Gianni trying out for uh, Carlo Rizzi on the Godfather I love the energy of that I just love the way it's up tempo like we said this whole thi- this whole this whole album is it's a ride it's up and down and that's one of the highs for me that's one of the like oh wow this is this is i could see it i hear the song but i see it and can i say i love them all i don't want to make it sound like i just love two i love all of them but if i had to pick my two favorites i would say those two the intro and um and and the uh and pablo escobar story but i love them all don't get me yeah, wrong so far so far i've only heard the first eight but uh, uh i agree with with the pablo escobar that's the powerful stuff man yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Was there any one or, or part of Gianni's story that was particularly difficult to put into rhyming lyrics? I mean, it's a testament to your talent how you guys were so easily able to do that. But was there any that was that was difficult? Well, he's a writer, so give him the credit for the writing. I don't want to take any credit for the writing. I just <laughs> I produced the music, but I'm sure it was somewhat the same process in the sense of how how we had to figure out what goes to what, like. Even with Joel, he had to figure out what energy to bring to certain tracks, yeah. how to attack it, how should he say it? Should he be more laid back? Should he be, you understand? So it took thought, but at the end of the day, his story is so interesting that you want to bring it to life. Right. Yeah. For me anyway, you know, like I, I want people to hear what he's telling me. Like I call him, I, ever since I met him, I've called him Forrest Gump. To me, <laughs> he's everywhere we, we with everybody, do. you know, and people might not know, but he was everywhere with everybody. So to me, yeah. I just look at him like Forrest Gump. So making music I, for him is like, you just got to, I have to be real particular because I don't want to screw up his story at all, musically. I think the I think the hardest one for me to write in particular was the first one because it was fresh. I, I just met the man. We we spoke a couple of times. We agreed, you know, hey, you know, let me see, you know, let's see what let's see what happens. Let's see, let's see what you got. And um, it was such a touchy subject. Like, so not only is it the first thing that he's gonna hear, but it's like his childhood and his struggle with polio. Like, how do I, you know, I'm about to impress him. I'm about to attempt to impress him with some of the more downtime of his life. You know, like, so it's just like, hmm, I, you know. What do I do? I dive in. Do I do I try to not make him feel sensitive? But and then while I was writing, I was like, no, I need him to hear this. And unfortunately, he needs to go back there in his head. And then I know if I can do that to him, we got this. We're going to do this from here. So, you know, I dove in. I try to I try to I try to just imagine what it must have felt like to be him, to be that young, to you to have to struggle and fight with something that was out of his control for a second and um, paint that picture of what it must have been like, you know, because I can't, I can't relate. I just have to try to understand and put myself there the best way possible. But this is the first time he's going to get an, an impression of me as a writer, arsonist, as a musician, you know, so it's like, damn, this is going to be tough. But, you know, I played it for him. He looked over to me and, and Gianni, I'll tell you, he had tears in his eyes. I he's was crying. I, I, I admit it, man. You, you did so well. You brought so many memories to me that energized me early on to get out of there so many kids were not they they gave up but i mean yeah. the way you wrote it and I, again I, i'm not ashamed to say it i broke down and cried because i mean that's how well it was written and both of you the, the the music embellishes the writing the writing embellishes the music these tracks are unreal they're unreal and it's yeah. it's uh oh here it is from another one Sure. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's, Let's do, it. do it. Hold on. Let me do it. So this will. So I'll do it in order. This is a. This is a piece of chapter two. Uh, so this would be. Um, what, what was chapter two about? Chapter two was. Uh, My first lesson. Okay, this is when he met Frank Costello and Frank and yeah. Frank Sinatra. But I'll play you. I'll play you a piece. Hate me. 
now my mafia education's about to begin. Living inside a bakery, a small boy then. Corner to corner, hustling my ballpoint pens. I flooded my whole neighborhood with ink. So what's up now? I moved the operation, hit the train station uptown. I remember this one day was mellow. The sun was high in the sky, it exuded the brightest shades of yellow. Was on this day I met a major fellow. He saw me out there selling pins, gave me a five like he was saying hello. Well-dressed gentleman with one dude next to him. I'd seen him around. In and out the Sherry Netherland But now not a day goes by Without him walking over Handing me a five And placing his hand on my shoulder Felt like I made a new friend Until I got word Sicilians touch cripples for luck And so when I heard That that's what he was doing My anger went through the roof I ran and bought a rabbit's foot And gave it to him as proof That I'm no pushover No four-leaf clover He asked me where I'm from So I told him Turns out he knows of My Uncle Angelo For I know it, man He had rolled up $200 bills Hands him to me and says you know what now that i bought all of your pins how about you run some errands in and out few envelopes in some friends directions familiar with the waldorf i say yes in a second well tomorrow meet blackie under the clock at 11 and don't be late don't you ever be late he walks off i stop the hotel work i say wait you see that gentleman behind me you know that fellow he says the ambassador i say ambassador he says hello that's frank costello that's crazy yeah. man Oh. And, and you know, we haven't touched on this yet, but speaking from the older generation's perspective, it can be easily understood. Yes. Wow. And that was honestly, that was one of my concerns as far not saying with him, because I know he's clear, but with this whole project was people have to understand every word. Because Absolutely. I think there's a, there's a stigma that comes along with rap where it's like it's it's not understandable, it's just a bunch of noise and I think what, what the message we got across is that with good rap, you can understand everything and it makes perfect sense. And yeah. it does. And it did. Absolutely. Man. Content, you know, That's content as well. Yeah. Pushed it forward, yeah. You know. And how's yeah. Megan thinking yeah. about all this? This is not in your age group anymore. I know you above it or were you ever into rap? Yeah, I'm, I'm big into R&B, hip hop. Oh, OK. Yeah. So what are you thinking of what you're hearing here? And meeting these amazing. gentlemen. You know, my mom was into, you know, old school. I don't want to say original rap. It's not like I know much about that. But it kind of reminds me of that, where it was more storytelling. Right. right. And very clear and coming from personal experience and heart and soul. So I, that definitely comes across very yeah. well. I love it. Thank you. Yeah, well, I mean, one thing I was trying to make sure, that, you know, when I was writing this was that it could be consumed and it was light on the ears and you didn't have to like, you know, struggle here, figure out yeah, what was going right. on. It's theatrical, it's theatrical. You know, I, I'm trying, I was trying to write it from like a Broadway perspective. Like if this was a play, you know, how could, how could you see it? What, you know, what would happen? Which one day it should be. Let me throw that in the air. It should. Which one day it should be. Cause listen, man, like, it just should be. We, you know, we'll talk about that one-on-one. -on -one. We speak to each other, but it definitely should be. Yeah, all we need is a phone call from Gianni. You, you ready for this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I'm not going to believe this. No, it's all good, man. I don't it's think good. there's anything anymore that amazes me about this guy. Same. At all. Same. Uh, well, let's take a minute. We'll make some money. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. We know where you live. Today's show is being sponsored by Cordelione Fine Italian Food Products. This sponsor really means a lot to me. Cordelione Fine Italian has taken the heart and soul of the Godfather films and created a line of food products that include pasta sauce, balsamic vinegar from Modena, Italy, Genco extra virgin olive oil from Sicily, tomato basil, arrabbiato, and my favorite, Clemenza's meat sauce. You will be amazed. You will think your grandmother made the sauce herself. CorleoneBuyingItalian.com. That's CorleoneBuyingItalian.com. All right, we're back. And we're back and so excited about the show for you who are just tuning in. I'm be about to become a rapper at 80 years old. And You're I'm going to do it. Watch me, watch me <laughs> win a Grammy. <laughs> but we've been talking about it. If you tuned in late, go go to this episode, obviously, and figure out what's happening on 
the 25th, the week from this Wednesday night at midnight, and you're going to hear something that's so phenomenal. And to be able to say that collaboratively, all of us here, created something that's never been done in music. Never been done. Who could say that? Music, I mean, Jesus listened to people play the harp. But here we are. <laughs> no, when you, you think about you, we it. Put a, we put a date on this episode so they can't say they did it before us. You you know, know. People will try to take credit. We got to make sure we time and date stamp this interview. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right. You know, when, when Gianni first uh, told me about this and he uh, had the first two tracks and he said, what do you think? So I, I said, you know, I'm thinking to myself, it's not so much what I think. It's what somebody who, who knows hip hop thinks. And that's when I bounced it off my son, who uh, I mentioned before, he, he did a lot of open mic uh, hip hop when he was in college. He, he loves it. So I told him what we were doing and he gave me this look, you know, the two old guys, you know, how did they get involved in this? So anyway, <laughs> he, he, he pushed the track in his, uh, on, on the, uh, uh, on stereo in his car. He's got a lot of speakers, got a big, big BMW. And I, I was in the car with him. He was just blown away. He looks at me. He said, how the hell did when he put it differently? But he said, how the <laughs> hell did you get this idea? I said, I can't take the credit for this. He said, this is breaking new ground. No one has ever done this. He said, this is fantastic. And if you don't keep on giving me these tracks as they're done, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you up as my dad. <laughs> <laughs> He, wow. he just absolutely loved it. And every time I, I, I talk with him, hi, Alex, how you doing? He says, where's the next track? I said, oh, yeah, I'm doing fine, too. <laughs> <laughs> wow. No, and, you know, the, this, is your, this is your normal fan base. But look how you're expanding it. Right. Right. Well, I mean, it's right. fantastic. No, I, I mean, it's uh, every, I, mean, I can't wait for Mondays and Thursdays. We go to, we collaborate, we hang out. And we hear more creativity. When I go in that booth, yeah. uh, it's it's like insane. Yeah. And, and I see, I notice a little like uh, a little pep in your step when you're like, when you're like, you're like ready? All right, cool, I'm going in now. You got to cue me up. Like, you know, it's fun. We're ha- at the end of the, at the end of it all, yeah. we're having a blast. And oh, yeah. you know, that's what it's about, you know? You know, as a, a you know, one writer talking to a, to, to another Joel, yes. writing is a writing is a solitary experience. And if you're not having fun, you're not going to be successful and you're going to quit doing it. A thousand percent correct. One thousand percent correct. Yeah. Yep. I I must look nuts to my wife because like when I was writing this, I'm just walking around my whole house with the headphones on, rapping to myself. (laughs) I can't say this. She's like, this guy's crazy. But I'm (laughs) so lost in this. I loved it. I loved the whole process. That's sweet. No, it's 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 been a great journey. I mean, I I I just I mean the reaction. It I'm not expecting a lot because I won't be disappointed because you you know what we're doing behind the scenes working with the powers of B, but I right, really right. would love the public just to caress it because that's what it yeah. deserves, and and then just yeah. let it go. Once they hear it, they will. Yeah, and I think it'll be a. I think it'll be a. Somebody hears it, tell a friend to tell that type of thing. You know what I mean? I think it's going to catch on kind of like wildfire. You know what I mean? One person hears it, they tell a friend, tells another friend. Before you know it, it's like a little mini viral thing that's happening. Like, like did you hear this? Have you heard? You know what I mean? Because I don't feel as if it can go unnoticed for too long. It's too good of a project. You know what's something funny? Uh, Joel, I didn't know you knew Dr. Dre. Mm-hmm. He was my neighbor. We lived in Westchester Estates together. Get out of here! Yeah, he gave me my first record deal ever. No, wow. but so, no, that, you oh. know, so, that, see how crazy all this is. And wow! And he used to stop by my house all the time. With you know, everybody. Uh, they, I mean, he had everybody there. His Halloween party. Nobody would go until eleven o'clock at night, because that's when everybody was there. And he had the wow. biggest, I had a, my house was 10,000 square foot. His house was 15,000 square foot. It looked like a castle. Goodness. And it was right, right below Mulholland. And uh, we used to laugh all the time because he, he stopped so many times when he found out I was in The Godfather because he loved The Godfather. And he says to me, man, you didn't tell me you were in The Godfather. I said, well, you didn't tell me you were Dr. Dre. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I said, I was, I was going to go up there one day. I was sick. I thought you were really a doctor. <laughs> wow. Wow. You did. He might have killed you. No, but it's so <laughs> funny because my house was four, four houses from the gate. And all he mm. saw was Ferraris and Bentleys and all that. And uh, when he started hanging it, then Shaq would come and Kobe. You know, I meant Kobe. I put Kobe's wife in the first movie as a favor. I put her in a, I put her in a picture that I, I did uh, called PCH. Beautiful lady when he first married her. And such a, a wonderful girl. And for her to be going through what she's doing now. But uh, that whole neighborhood was crazy. But I mean, I mean people that lived there... And, and uh, it was I can't mention them all because they're, they're very Life private. Crazy, but it's it's, uh, you know, how are you still telling me new stuff after three months of stories? I'm just hearing. <laughs> no, but I saw Dr. Dre last night, and I'm saying, should I call him on this? But I think he's just consumed. But uh, <laughs> we need well, well whatever. But uh, last yeah. night was such a revelation, and now you're telling me this morning you know him too. Yeah. Yeah. It was, yeah. It was my crazy, first break. Crazy my times. first break. Eminem, I never got though. I don't know. I, I don't know. How does he sustain himself? I never see him doing anything. Eminem is uh, <laughs> he's it's a, it's a, he's just huge, Johnny. It's just, it's just nonstop, you know, support from his fan base is unbelievable. It's un unbelievable. Every they, they show up every single time he puts something out. He also gave me a record deal as well. So I was signed to him um, in 2012 with a group called Slaughterhouse. Um, and, uh, you know, we were on shady records with him. We went, I went on t world tours with him twice, like just a funny dude. We used to sit there and watch South park episodes in the studio uh -huh. and crack up to each other, you know, crack up for, for hours. Um, real, real, real recruit, real to himself kind of person, right, you know, right, right. Just how well, he, he looks it obviously. Yep, look, yeah. Yeah. He's, he's definitely an individual. <laughs> yeah. Yep. That's but not yeah, taking you know, orders. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. But no, he loves it. He's he's loved it since he was a little kid. No, yeah. but you know, but again, I, last night with omens in my life, and when I saw that, you know, I, I've been watching as we know, you've done. We've done some stuff he would any given Sunday, so you know I've got involved with football on different uh, levels. But I think we all have to say, last night's halftime show was totally different than I've ever seen. It was. And to me, I'm saying, look at this, they're doing a half, a 20 minute, you know, promoting our rap album. <laughs> yeah. There yeah. was, you know, how many, how many millions of people saw that last night and probably never listened to rap in their life. So the, yes. they, at least they're going to know the word today and not, not yeah, to step right. forward for what we're doing with something new in a generation that's never heard rap. Like me, I never listened to rap. I mean, I did indirectly with parties and kids and stuff like that, but you know, it's. Uh, but you're a fan the, now. Oh no, man! I'm a fan. <laughs> are what are you talking? About? I'm on a label, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you know what? My, I, um, I'm actually friends with um, Lin Manuel Miranda, and um, his his Hamilton kind of did the same thing for Broadway. Yep. You know, like. You know, like people went to see Hamilton was like, what the heck did I just watch? It's like high level poetry and, and rap form on that stage, you know? So it's like, you know. So I didn't I even know it, Hamilton was rap. Oh, yeah. 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 I didn't. Yeah. See, I'm, I'm learning something new here. <laughs> and, this is, and this is what I said. This has to get made into a play at some point because this is actually real life events of a real person that's still here and can yeah. vouch for every story told. So it just, it has to be put into that form at some point. And yeah. a wide ranging audience was exposed to hip hop because of Hamilton. Right. Dude, when I went to the, I went to the premiere, I was looking to the left and right of me and these were older gentlemen and women that were playgoers. They, they go to plays. He's on, he's on the Hamilton soundtrack. Yep. Oh yeah. And, uh, yeah. yeah. Wow. And, uh, you know that I just see their, their their jaws are dropped. They've never seen that highest level of lyricism in front of them ever before. Before they didn't listen to rap, so it's the first time he gave them rap on a stage in theater, and they were just blown away. They instantaneously appreciated it. You know, it was so welcoming <laughs> in the community. And you know, after the show was around a while, and it's going to be around forever, people are saying, "Hey, there must be something to this." And they're willing to pay two hundred fifty dollars a seat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Broadway is not cheap. That's right. You know, 
when when they went in there after the, the, the word got out, this is rap, and they still want to see it. Say, so, yeah, I mean, it's I didn't know it until I now. I didn't know it. Yeah. What, 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 what was his name? I mean, I mean, he's got accolades all over the world. Lin Manuel Miranda. I'm calling him tomorrow. See if he wants yeah. to do another. <laughs> See, he wants to produce yeah, another play. That's where you go. Go to the also, source. Give him another one. He also did. Uh, he also did in the Heights, Gianni. I don't know if you're familiar with that one. Yeah, I am. Uh, yeah, There's yeah. another one on Broadway that was good. Oh wow. Okay. So he yeah. don't need us. He's got. He's got a lot of material. But here's the thing about it. He's a fan of Joel. Like he's a fan of the way Joel writes. So what I was saying, I don't think I even mentioned this to you, uh, Gianni, is that at some point I think that's a. That's a road to travel down. Uh, meeting, you know, like. Joel, he, give him a call. I'll buy him lunch. I will. You never will. know, man. I got I, I got everybody that has financed Jersey Boys. I got money people. And that's right. what plays right. need. I got yep. billionaires. So yep. that, be, that may be a good collaboration. Yeah. You, you'll be, yeah. not that he needs a favor, but you're bringing him something totally different. Absolutely. Absolutely. And like Joel was saying, imagine at the end of the show, you can walk out and now they see the real life Godfather of Hollywood that the story was made about. Yeah, yeah. we got to do it fast. I'm getting old. We got. I want to walk out now. <laughs> not come out and we'll walk. Out. I, 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 all right, I'll call him right after this. Right after this interview. <laughs> well, I'll tell you guys, it's every time we get together, it's exciting. And see how we just found out another facet of the stone that's in. Our group, controllable, not controllable, but we it's approachable. Right. That's big. That's huge. But, yeah. you know, I, I like striking when the iron's hot. I, I'm serious about calling this guy. I can put the money together for the play tomorrow morning. Right. And with a guy like that, who couldn't? Hello. Not that, that you know, he don't need us. But on a, a gangster play in rap on Broadway... Hello. Crazy. <laughs> Do you know how crazy that would be? I don't. That would be insane, man. That always looking insane. for something new and different. That's how Hamilton made it. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. So imagine all the voices that Joel is doing on that project. You have actors playing those parts, reciting Unreal. his lines, and it turns into something Unreal. incredible, more incredible. Not incredible. It's already incredible, but more incredible. That's crazy, man. Yep. Well, I tell you, I, I I'm. Not saying goodbye to you guys because I'm seeing you every, every Thursday the rest of my life until we just keep going. But uh, thank you for sharing with our audience now. And our audience, I'm going to put your feet to the fire now. you got to tell anybody you know that can hear, listen, or whatever. On the 25th, you got to find this, listen to it, and brag about it and help us promote right. it. And... Uh, I thank you again. I'll see you Thursday. Yes, and we'll keep on going, man. Well, Joel, you'll see me, you'll see me Thursday. Joel is actually Oh, yeah, that's right. I know. He's I know where he's going. And then yeah. you're going. And congratulations. He's getting married. Thank he's you. getting married to 2222. 22. 22. Yeah. Is that wild? Yeah. That's so sweet. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. And guess what? It's just the thank two you. of them. Oh, yes. It's, it's, that's smart. That's smart. Yeah. Just us two on two two twenty two. That's right. Two two twenty two twenty two. That's right. But you promised. He promised I could have a reception for him though privately when he came. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. No, yeah. I, I got to do that. Absolutely. Uh, it was great meeting you guys. Well, I for one am very impressed with you, the music, and everything else that's involved in this project. Thank you, Pat. Man, appreciate it. Appreciate it. Thank you, Megan. Megan. I second that. You. Pat, nice meeting you, Gianni. I'll see you Thursday. We'll see you at, we'll see you at work, Gianni. <laughs> yes, please. All right. God bless, man. Travel safe. Thank, Thank you. you. Bye-bye. All right. Well, that was a wrap on a show I hope you all support, obviously, for many, 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 many reasons. And hopefully I'm going to give you a lot of reasons and different avenues and venues to go see it and support it. Can you imagine if this thing winds up on Broadway? I'm not even thinking about it. Imagine it. It's going to happen. You know me. Now they just yeah. gave me, they gave me the seed. I didn't, I didn't know Hamilton was rap. I never go to plays to begin yeah, with. Well, it shocked, it shocked the hell out of me. But yeah, Joel, that, that, but Joel wrote for it too. Hello. Yeah. No, this yeah. is, you never know. You know, you could yeah, be talking Hamilton, to people. Oh, and 
Hamilton will be going on forever. Yep. And it's introducing uh, new audiences to uh, hip hop. It can only help us. Hello. Mm. Well, it was great seeing you, Megan. And uh, sure. Pat. Say good to our audience. Thank you, sir. Yes, have a great week. And we'll be back together next week. And I promise our audience, let them know, because we've been, I've been neglectful, and we all have been, with the mailbag. We're doing a complete mailbag show following this one. And uh, God bless you all. Thank you. Good night, everybody. Good night. Bye-bye. If you're feeling sad and lonely, there's a service I could render. I'm the one who loves you only. I could be so warm, so tender. Call me. Don't be afraid, you can call me. Maybe it's late, but Thank just you call for tuning me. in to the Hollywood Godfather podcast. You can contact Gianni Russo, Patrick Picciarelli, or myself, Megan Horan, with your questions and comments through the contact section of our website, hollywoodgodfatherpodcast.com, which is where you can also subscribe to our weekly newsletter. You can also call and leave us a message at 646-776-3038. Remember to follow us on Instagram at Hollywood Godfather and on Facebook, as well as leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We'd like to know what you'd like about what we're doing, what you'd like to hear in the future, and anything else you might suggest to improve our podcast. Most importantly, hit the subscribe button. We'll be back next week with stories of the mob and Hollywood, as well as answers to your messages. Good Don't be afraid, you can call me. Maybe it's late, but just call me. Tell me and I'll be around. I'll be around. It was a very good year It was a very good year For small town girls And soft summer nights We'd hide from the light On the village green I didn't mind